Support for WRFA is brought to you by Lost Recording Studio. Lost Recording Studio in downtown Jamestown is a full analog recording studio that provides professional recording services for both regional and national musical acts. It also serves as a live music venue for local and touring performers with a capacity of over 150 people. Also providing studio and performance space rental with a professional in-house audio engineering staff. Lost Recording Studio, located on the second floor at 106 East 2nd Street in Jamestown. For more information, call 716-338-3826. You can also find them at lostrecordingstudio.com or on Facebook. Right now on Arts on Fire, right here on 107.9 WRFA, I'm talking to musician Katie Henry, and Katie is bringing her music right here to the Jamestown area this weekend. You can go catch her over performing at Lost Recording Studio, great venue here on Sunday, May 29th. Great way to end your weekend, or I guess part of your long weekend. You probably have Monday off, so uh, a nice little way to, uh, you know, something for your Memorial Day weekend. Come get some live music. We're going to talk music with Katie, get you ready for Sunday's show. Katie, how are you? I'm doing really well, Anthony. Thanks so much for having me on. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to it. It is great getting. Uh, I mean, there's been some really good shows coming to Lost Recording Studio. You being one of them. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like I was looking uh, online. It looks like you've been touring like all of May. It's been a very uh, busy month for you so far. Kind of leading up to uh, Jamestown on the 29th. How have the shows been so far this month? Where have you uh, Where have you played so far? Oh, man. Yeah, it's definitely been a whirlwind. It started in uh, Arkville, New York. Well, actually, it was in uh, Maryland. Um, But the run for the Northeast started in Arkville, New York, and then we made our way up to Vermont. And wow, I said, like, if I had multiple lifetimes to live, one of those lifetimes would be lived in Vermont because it is just so beautiful. And the people there were so nice. And I would have stayed there longer if I could. But we played two shows there. And then we headed over to Maine, and it was my first time there, and that was also beautiful. Wish I could spend more time in all these places. But yeah, then we came back down the coast, hit up Connecticut, and finished in Woodstock. And then we just had a day or two off, and now we're in Johnstown, PA, getting ready to head over to Ohio. And then, as you said, kind of culminate all of these shows into the Jamestown gig on Sunday. So it's it's a really nice way to kind of wrap up a very exciting month and kind of a a month that symbolized to me just how exciting it is to be back on the road and have people come into the shows and being able to perform. It's, it's just been really great. Oh, that's awesome. That's a nice uh, tour of like the new England region. All of those. uh, I love it up there too. I I can see why you would like fall in love with that area. And it's, it's funny too, because I I've interviewed uh, a lot of times like musicians who come from that, from like, up in New England and like past, Bo- you know, you got like Boston and stuff, but I mean like really like mm-hmm. New England. And I ask them about that. I'm like, are there music scenes up there? Like, you know, like some of those areas can be desolate. And a lot of times those are the best places. Some of the best like music scenes and stuff are going on in like a small town in New England somewhere, someone in somewhere in Vermont, like Burlington comes up a lot. I talk to people, lots of great places to play in Burlington, uh, Vermont, like a lot of, a lot of areas you may not think of, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it seems like, good crowds and really neat venues to play yeah where you wouldn't expect it i found that too and i that was one of my observations of like you know you you go into it thinking oh this is a small town maybe there's not going to be that many people but the thing is is that like that 
community that is in the venues within those towns is just so strong and it's so nice when people like I played when I played in Arkville like people knew each other just from the town in the room but it was like one person said how nice it was to see you know their dentist enjoying the song or something and I just thought that that was really sweet because I feel like music really just joins a community together so it's not necessarily like the big cities all the time it's it's a I'm definitely becoming more aware of how how awesome it is to play in, in smaller towns. Yeah, it re- I, I also think, too, with that, you know, as compared to a big city, um, and another conversation I've had where, like, in a big city, you may have, like, you have almost too much to choose from sometimes. Like, there's yes. too many shows to pick from where some of the smaller areas, like, when they get a show, they're ex- like, that is awesome. Like, you know, there's not 50 different shows you can go to. So they're much, I feel like a lot of times, too, you'll get a more like active crowd who's not maybe burnt out or jaded either maybe it's not a thing you're not going to see live yeah music and just very night. appreciative too which i i appreciate that when it's just like oh you don't have to come to this town and like the town closes up at 10 o'clock at night so sorry that there wasn't that many people there by the end of the night and i'm like honestly like this has been the boat's crowd of the trip like that's how i felt with with a small small community towns like like i was describing before so no, that is, and the and the venues and the owners of the venues are really were really nice too. So I was like hearing that. I mean, that seems to be the general consensus because I I'm always interested in that myself. And I've talked to more than enough touring musicians and stuff where yeah, a lot of a lot of times the places you're not expecting are uh, yes. easily the best ones. Hopefully it's, that's it's that's crazy. Sunday for you here. Hopefully hopefully that's what you get in Jamestown on Sunday. Just, yeah, no, I'm excited not only for the show but to just be in the area. And uh, Memorial Day is also right around uh right afterward on monday and i think we're going to be going out on a boat i don't know exactly where but to spend memorial day in yeah in a beautiful area even though i've never been but i've i've seen pictures and i've heard enough good things about it that i think you know gonna rock out on sunday and then be celebrating on a boat on Monday, so it's that's a nice fun. weekend. That's not a bad uh, Memorial yeah, Day weekend bad. at all. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good time, honestly. <laughs> I encourage it. <laughs> where uh, where are you based out of? Where uh, where do you uh, come from? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I immediately thought like when I, I yeah, I, okay, I said so. that pretty weird. <laughs> Don't worry, I said that odd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Jersey girl, actually, uh, from North Jersey, Sussex County area. And yeah, I grew up there. Talk about small towns. Maybe that's why I've like come around to really even seeing them in a new light. Because coming coming from one myself, I went to school in New York City because of how much I just wanted to like be a part of that excitement. And there's so much to choose from. I don't even know what to do with myself. So I love the city and actually lived there for a few years during and after college. Um, but then as I was, you know, getting more into playing out with my band, it was really nice. We played New Jersey clubs a lot and New York City clubs. And that's kind of where we were planting the seeds for what we're doing now. And then during the pandemic, I actually made my way out to Philadelphia, which is like a really nice combination I've found of rural, or like not rural, but like the area I'm in has a lot of flowers and wildlife and I really am the kind of person who needs to be around nature a lot so it has that while it also has the proximity to everything so that's where I am currently but so I I tell people Philly and New Jersey when they ask me 
where I'm from or where I'm based from. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've never uh, I've never ventured to Philly, but I know exactly what you're talking about like a nice in between of something where if you want to get out yeah. of the city, it's possible. If you need to get like some nature or something, it's possible. But you also have the comforts and the night, including as a musician. You know, you need you need places to play and stuff. So I'm sure you still have that in Philly. I'm sure a nice in between of uh, Jersey and New York City somewhere. Yes, and I didn't know that I would. I'm so grateful to have found that balance because. It really does afford that kind of, uh, you feel like I, when I went to Woodstock this past weekend, whenever I'm in Woodstock, I'm like, oh man, I need to like live in the mountains somewhere. Like when I was saying about Vermont even too, like it's, I just feel so happy and so good when I'm around like mountains and trees and all that. But then um, I also know what it's like to be like, oh, I need to just pick up something from Walmart and be like, oh, but that's going to be like 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. Is it worth it? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> And sometimes it's hard to make decisions based around that where yesterday I was running some errands and I went to CVS or Walmart or like three different places within within an hour rather than one place for an hour. So I, I definitely think it's easier to get around in those ways. And yes, of course, with the music scene, I'm still getting to know the Philly music scene, but uh, there's definitely a lot of musicians there. So we're we're trying to connect with them and, and get it going, too. But um after the New England run, I definitely like the idea of like continuing to just do a big loop, like because it does go through New Jersey to Philly to West PA, then up to Jamestown and then the whole circle of up to New England and back down. So I really like that um, kind of carving out that path. So I'm looking towards doing that more in the future. And where where does touring start for you? Like, I mean, I, I'm sure you're like playing out and stuff, like you said, uh you know, like New York City and everything and playing out in Philadelphia and stuff. But when did you uh, like when did you start like touring and kind of playing outside of, you know, like a local area? When did like touring start for you? Um, actually, right in 2019. So that was uh, when my first album was out out and about and getting good reviews in the blues world and got nominated for a blues blast. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah it was really exciting for it was oh yeah best new artist debut and the award show was in chicago so that was like wow yeah the fall of 2019 so we went out to chicago me and antar who is the bass player in my band and him and i have been really the ones that have been you know growing this for a few years and when we went out to chicago we met a lot of great musicians out there one of them being Dave Keller, who's a great blues player from Vermont. Actually, that's who we played with just recently. Um, so that friendship has lasted since then. And when we met these people there, they were just describing their lives touring. And just like, I don't know, it's something clicked in my head where I was like, oh, I could just do this too. Like there, was, there didn't seem to be like a barrier to doing that mm. when I was around people who were doing it. Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. Because they probably just tell you. I, I feel like people who just the first thing you tell you is just do it. Probably just jump. Yeah, into just it. take the leap. Yeah, exactly. You just got to do and that's it. That's what I would tell other people too. Like, just go for it and see what happens. Because that's what happened with me. Because I got you know surround yourself with the right people and and connect in that kind of way, which happened out there. Like I'm pinpointing that moment, um, but just a gradual when you're around people doing it, it's easier to visualize you doing it type of thing. 
And then I feel so lucky that before the pandemic hit, we got to tour California. So that was like very beginning of 2020. Um, Yeah, we got to open up for John Mayall, met Carolyn Wonderland, and they're just amazing musicians, amazing people. It was an incredible experience. And especially in light of the fact that everything shut down soon after, it just felt like I'm so glad that we got that in because that was like our first official tour, I would say. So to answer your question, like end of 2019, early 2020, right before the pandemic um, was when we were really picking up steam. (laughs) And then uh, it kind of obviously just, you know, went down a little bit. However, the last show we played before the flights were canceled, a uh, record label uh, owner from Germany, Roof Records, his name is Thomas Roof, he he flew over to see the show that I played, it was like March 14th, 2020. Oh, wow. And so then we were in talks of of me signing with this German label. And so as much as it was like, you know, difficult to approach this, like wind being taken out of your sails in terms of starting to tour and then hitting this roadblock, to put it mildly, <laughs> um, they, that instance of him coming to the show and having that as a goal of recording the next album and being able to release it on this label kind of kept me centered and focused throughout a lot of the madness and um so yeah then we released the second album in january yeah let's let's uh, i did want to talk about that i saw you put out a, a new record earlier this year on my way um like where did that get recorded at where did you record the album at uh it was DeGraw Sound Studios in Brooklyn, New York, actually. Nice. Who uh who'd you record with? Uh so Ben Rice. There's actually and I could relate to this because there is more than one Katie Henry. I mean, I think everybody realizes <laughs> that when they type your name in on Facebook and they're like, How oh, is there so many these? <laughs> but there is a Ben Rice who plays a lot of blues guitar, not to be confused with the Ben Rice who I recorded with who produced the album and he's uh really incredible with in the americana world and i i find that the album kind of bridges uh different genres together i mean i i say that i'm blues based but i really grew up hearing all types of music and classic rock to me is just like pulls upon every genre in different ways and it's really about the songs and uh so i feel like i i was inspired to uh record with him because I really like the work that he did with uh, Valerie June and uh, the drummer and him have worked a lot with like Nora Jones as well so I really like that and he was just really great to work with I I feel like the, the job of a producer is something that I didn't fully understand when I started recording um, but it made it way more clear in these experiences I've had and especially with him because Really, he's just like steering the ship. Like we're all trying to get to the same place in the mm-hmm. songs, and he's just making sure that it's steering in the right direction. And uh, he was really good at that. And I find that that's like a fine balance to maintain because he just doesn't want to like necessarily. He's not saying do this, do this, but he's also, you know, giving direction at the same time. Um, and he also plays some guitar and whenever we would finish recording a song, then he would like hear 
just a little like background guitar part that I didn't know was missing. And it's like, just to hear that difference between, oh, this is a good song versus, oh, this is the song, sounds like a song I would hear on the radio. Yeah. Like he had that touch, you know? So it was really, really great to work with him. That's a producer. I mean, that is definitely a producer, like the mind who can hear a song go, you know what's missing here? This little yes. noodle, like just yes. hand hard left for like <laughs> three seconds. Like just really, just those <laughs> random things you would never think about. That is really, that is, a, I love talking to producers because I was talking, I was interviewing one recently and he started breaking down what the bridge of a song was. Like imagine somebody for like 10 minutes explaining, and I knew what a bridge was, but he's just explaining to the audience, like, can deconstructing a bridge of a song in a way you would never think of. So that is, uh, I'm always yeah. interested in that with music producers. Their mind works like in just yes. such a different way. It's so fascinating. I, I actually, <laughs> I haven't told anybody. I, I was like, you're a music doctor. Like, you know exactly what this song means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. Um, <laughs> For uh, how long? How long did the album take to record? Was it a uh, was it fairly quick, fairly long? How long was the recording process for that one? Um, it was about kind of foggy now because it was a year ago, but no more than five days. So oh, we really had to crunch a lot in. Wow. Um, and I think other artists feel the same way, where there's just so much to get done, and you only have like a certain amount of time to do it, which again makes that art form of steering the ship so much more critical because you know if we had all the time in the world to add in or take out whatever we wanted and any time first of all it would never get done <laughs> oh yeah no that's not always good to have infinite time yeah like let's keep let's let's play around with like snare tones for two weeks yeah. like kinds of things yeah like sometimes sometimes i think that's the downfall of an album is, is if you have too much time to work on it. right yeah that's an interesting thing because on one hand you you don't want to feel too rushed to the point that it's squeezing it, squeezing out the possibilities of what could happen. Cause I find in the studio, I like when spontaneous things happen and, and you're in that, like I'm searching for something place and you can only have that when you're not necessarily constrained by anything. But at the same time, when you have, you need those constraints to even, you need some boundaries there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I think you need some parameters. I don't. I think some people think in their head it'd be amazing to have like a year to be in a studio for an album, but I mean, you know, yeah. I, I don't know that that's always a good thing. I, I, I mean, it may be yeah. fun. It's probably a great experience, but as the listener, a lot of times it's like, well, maybe your first up, maybe the first take was okay. Maybe you didn't yeah. need a hundred takes. It usually ends up being that way too. Yeah, so it, I don't know. People, uh, I think people think differently, but really, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like I feel like a lot of times your initial, uh, your initial ideas are the best. Did you, did you yeah. go in with the songs pretty much finished? I mean, if you recorded in five days, were the songs pretty fleshed out by the time you got to the studio? They were not necessarily with all the musicians, though. Like we did some pre-production on Zoom, and a lot of that was just about the bare bones, like me and an acoustic guitar going through the songs and that was again some then insight of like if the song could stand on its own like that and still be good then it's just going to get better with more layers and more uh instruments on it so we started pre-production in that way but when we went to the studio it was our first time playing with the drummer um and the keyboard player kurt thumb played played keys and greg Wiz played 
drums and they both are just so professional that it, you wouldn't know that we hadn't played with them before but they were just when people are masters of their craft they just like we're saying with the producer like when you're really good at that job you just know what the song needs and so i was definitely grateful to work with people like that oh it sounds like you have a great team it sounds like a uh, really good team over there with ever from producers and performers you uh you got a nice uh, mix over there it seems like but. yeah and when, when anybody says like oh what do you need in the studio it's like people that you trust and people that you know kind of get what you're doing and i feel like yeah definitely wouldn't be the same without that kind of camaraderie i guess is the word <laughs> yeah. oh no definitely and people gotta people gotta check this album out too getting ready for a sunday show i mean if you uh if you've not heard katie's music yet what better way than a, uh, a new record because when did that come out just a couple months ago i know it came out uh, this yeah, year january the end of january, january okay so it was um, was this the the tour you're on now or the show you've been playing this month was that like the first tour for it have you been touring pretty much all of uh 2022 uh well we did like a initial album release tour and played kind of you know jersey uh pennsylvania local ish uh at the end of january but then with this German blues label that I'm a part of, they have a blues caravan, which is like three artists on the label tour together. So each of us has like a 30 minute set and then we do a group set together at the end. And it was dicey in terms of not knowing if it was going to happen at the end of February because things with the pandemic are always, you know, oh, up yeah. and down and whatnot. <laughs> but um, yeah, like a week before the date that we had to leave i i got an email like let me know your flight information we're booking the flight pack your bags you're going to germany nice <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh i've always wanted to go to germany and let alone play music there so that's that was an incredible experience so i yeah i got to tour in germany uh at the end of february and into early march wow. and yeah it was it was like a whirlwind it was three weeks Oh, geez, you're there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. Now so it was just super exciting. Like, it was on the heels kind of of the album release, too. And then, yeah, so then we've just been playing. And then I got to go back for a week. So basically, there's like three legs of the Blues Caravan tour, it's called. So while I don't get to play with my own band over there, I still get to play over there and hopefully, you know, make connections with people and I'll be able to book shows back in Europe, which is a big goal of mine in the future because it's just, it's just incredible how much music, like I've learned so much this, this year I'm going to look back and be like, that was the year I had a lot of first experiences. Oh, that is awesome. That is great to hear the, uh, the year's been so strong for you so far. What do you, uh, what do you have planned for the rest of 2022? What can we expect from uh, Katie Henry for the rest of the year? So, uh, this summer in June and July, we're doing a lot of cool New Jersey uh, gigs, actually, that uh, are always fun because they're outdoors and get a lot of people hanging out and enjoying the sunshine, which I'm always a fan of. And then at the end of Jan uh, January, July, <laughs> we're going to be heading out to Wisconsin, and that's going to be another first. I've never been to Wisconsin. Um to play the Prairie Dog Blues Festival at the end of July. So that's going to be really fun. And then we're playing another blues festival in Minnesota in August. And, you know, going to be traveling from Minnesota 
down to South Carolina. So nice. while June and July are more local, I'm kind of gearing up and still, you know, we're still doing a lot of the booking work and a lot of the promotion work. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes up, goes on. So um, that's going to be pretty at the forefront of just making sure that the August tour goes smoothly. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. That is awesome. Yeah, you're you are all around. It is a uh, a very strong year for you. So I mean, as we as we close this out, and again, you know, everyone everyone listening here on uh, Arts on Fire on Friday, the uh, show again going on this Sunday, the 29th, over at Lost Recording Studio. Um, again, I mean, where where can we find you online? Where can we grab your music? Where do people go? Uh, you know, kind of get introduced to your music and everything, and, and get ready for that Sunday show. So katiehenrymusic.com is my website. All of my music is on, um, well, my albums can be bought on my website and they can be listened to on streaming platforms and on social media. I'm Katie Henry Music, so just try to keep that across the board so it's easy to remember. But yeah, we're, we're excited to be playing and I hope that a lot of people can make this a, a show that they plan for their memorial day weekend because i think it's going to be a great way to celebrate it oh it's going to be a, it's going to be a great time again that is this sunday may 29th lost recording studio great venue here you uh you definitely have a good uh venue you're coming to play to that is a uh i got to see it for the first time that i'd ever seen it a few months ago and was uh, blown away honestly that we even had something like that uh here in downtown so i think you're in for a treat i think listeners are in for a treat and uh, we'll play something from you here in a second, let, uh, let people hear you. But uh, I've been talking now to Katie Henry, and I'm Anthony Merchant, right here on Arts on Fire on 107.9 WRFA.